Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is the Planting Hope Ireland podcast. Thankful for you joining with me today. And um, I haven't produced a podcast in uh, a few a few weeks. I've been very busy. Um, so I'm glad to be back at it. I'm actually at my shop in my at my workbench right now. I'm not at, at home. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we're going to do it from here. I feel it on my heart and want to record this. So if you hear some traffic or whatever, it won't bother us too much. Um, I want to talk about something been on my mind, on my heart uh, lately. And it's it's simple. Not getting deep into the word today. It's it's actually uh, actually covered in the scriptures very broadly. Um, many scriptures uh, you could use. Many examples throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament. It's reiterated. It starts in the very beginning of things, the Book of Genesis, and then all throughout the Bible. It is a Bible principle. But I'm going to look at it um, just simply today and not too lengthy. Um, if you have any questions, comments, you can always reach out to me. I believe you can do it through the platform that you're listening on. But if not there, I do have an email, um, plantinghopeireland at gmail.com. I'd be glad to take any questions um, you may have or comments as long as they're reasonable, and and we'll be glad to talk about it. I want to talk about detoxing your life. I'm not talking about um, uh, drug use or something like that. Uh, sometimes they put people, alcoholics, uh, they may put them in detox, they call it, to dry them out, to get them off of the bottle. Um, although that, I guess that would apply in our subject today, but I want to talk about it in more general sense. Um, there's a lot of things out there and it seems like a popular word today that are, there are a lot of things out there that are toxic to us. They're toxic. Um, sinful things, wicked things. Um, but sometimes things don't seem to be so uh the face at face value it does not seem to be so bad um or or whatever uh you can have all kinds of issues so the, the different situations apply the, there can be sin sin uh god does not condone sin he does not accept sin in our life there is a way of dealing with sin and i'm thankful for that um we can be forgiven of our sin. We can be washed of our sins, and we need to be. But it doesn't make us, we're not perfect human beings. Um, we are striving to be perfect. It's not a perfection in our flesh, but in our spirit. Um, and I, I won't dabble, go there too much right now. That's for another time. But we are striving to be what God wants us to be. And to do that, well, he's a holy God, so we got to be holy. Um, Christianity, Bible teaching, if you will, 
is supposed to be clean living. That was a confusion of words there. But I mean, Christianity should be about clean living. The Bible teaches us that. And I know there's a lot that claim to be Christians. They, that term Christian is used uh, by a lot of people who truly do not represent uh, Christianity at all in their lifestyle. And that's a shame. That's a reproach to uh, God, reproach to the Christian people. Um, the Bible teaches us separation. It teaches us to be holy and separate, to separate ourselves from the sinful things, from toxic things. So it could be sin. It can be there are toxic relationships. Um, there are just things that we can have in our life, especially today with the 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 internet, the social media, and everything. There's so many avenues. And in some of the older ways, too, just books and magazines and newspapers even. Um, there are some things. I'm not saying you never read a book, never read a newspaper. I'm not saying that. Don't use social media. I ain't saying that. But I'm saying those can be some of the channels, that there can be some toxic things get in our life, um, and it infects us and it poisons us. And our walk with God, it poisons our spirit. Um, it, it does things to us that's negative. There's no blessing in it. And we need to get that out. Um, we need a detoxing. We need, there's things we need to get rid of out of our life because they are a negative influence. I want to read, before I go any further, some scriptures that Jesus, or some scriptures, it's the word of Jesus from Matthew chapter 18. Just two verses. And Jesus put it very plainly. Plainly. It's a, it's, uh, it was figurative, but it was, it's easy to understand. Um, Matthew 18, verses 8 and 9. Jesus said, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life, halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. So it's better to, he said, to cut off the hand. It's better to go in missing some members um, and be, go into heaven, be saved. That's the life he's talking about. And then to be, go to hell with having those offensive members still attached. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Now, Jesus was speaking figuratively. He does not mean for us to literally cut off our hand or foot or pluck out our eye. But what he's saying is easy to understand. If there is something, and we're using the word toxic today, um, if there's something toxic in our life, how, whatever avenue it comes through, whatever channel it comes through, and it, it, it truly is toxic. It's not, it's not a good influence to us. It, it perhaps is something that just does not bring out our best nature. Maybe it's something that tempts us and leads us into sin. 
Um, it, 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 it's not, um, there's no blessing in our life. It just, or perhaps it's something that even that others use, others may do and seem to do okay. But for us, it just is a weakness. We just struggle with it. We end up in trouble over it. And that, that's where we need to recognize it, identify it, and then cut it out. Cut it off. There are some things in life, a Christian, anybody that's a sincere Christian will find out, there's things you just cannot do. And there may be others sometimes that can, and we're not talking about here just sin. None of any of us, any and all of us must separate ourselves from sin. But sometimes there are things that lead us to sin or cause us just to not be what we ought to be, not do as we ought to do, not be faithful to God. It's a hindrance to our prayer life, a hindrance to our attendance to the house of God, to our faithfulness to God. Uh, Maybe it affects our spirit, and we just are not in a good mood. We're not happy. But we need to change that. We need to change that. We need to cut that out. We need to remove that from us, so that we can be what God wants us to be. And there's things that sometimes one can do, but the other can't. And that's just the way it is. It's a personal thing, but we got to cut it off. For us, we must simply remove it. Um, it's bad for us. It's like having an infection. I've had family members um, who were diabetics, and they, they so diabetics a lot of times have problems with their, their, their members, especially the feet, and I've had family members, cousins actually, who, who end up getting a cut or doing something to their foot, and they, they get an infection in the body, I guess because the blood doesn't flow properly or whatever, uh, whatever diabetes causes, but they, they, they um, get an infection, and they cannot get rid of that infection in their feet and they had to, I mean, they cut off toes. I've seen a cousin and they cut away part of his foot and then they went back later and removed removed a toe and had to remove another toe because the infection was so bad and it wouldn't go away. And, and I've heard of people who had to cut off the whole foot and, um, they just have to cut it off. And there's the infection. If they leave it, that infection will eventually grow and spread and would actually could kill them, you know, or cause them to not just lose a toe, but lose the foot or not just lose a foot, but lose the leg. And, um, or ultimately they could lose their very life. So some things are, they're, they're toxic, they're poison, they're infected. We, it's an infection and we got to separate it. It's got to be separated, severed from our life. And I'm just going to read a few scriptures here today that go along with this. And again, this subject is throughout the Bible. Our our Bible, the Christian Bible, the, the Holy Word of God, and I believe it is the Word of God. It's the inspired Word of God. It is the truth. And throughout it, its message, of course, is Jesus Christ and salvation, but it is a message of separation. It is a message of holiness. That's what holiness is. Separate from the world. Uh, 
and not in a cult, not in some kind of weird uh, cultish manner. Um, that's not what the Bible teaches. Um, it doesn't teach us to go into our compounds and things like that, like some do. That ain't, that ain't what it teaches at all. Matter of fact, it teaches and says, go into all the world. Go ye into the world, to all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And um, we don't go hiding our forts and our compounds. We're, we're out there on the streets living life, having businesses, working jobs, raising families, loving life, and um, enjoying life, but being in love with Jesus. So, but it's a message of holiness. We just don't do what others do. The things that are not pleasing to God, we don't do. 1 Corinthians 15.33, it says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. It's kind of like the old saying, and it's a crude saying, I know, I know, but I'm, I'm just a, where I'm from, they call me a country boy. I'm just a country boy, but um, hillbilly. Um, you run with the dogs, you'll smell like a dog. You run with the dogs, you're going to get fleas. I mean, it's, <laughs> I know it's simple and silly, but it's the truth. If you hang around people or things, relationships, whatever it is, they affect you. What we give our eyes to, what we give our ears to, what we consume, what we, who we uh, surround ourselves with, they affect us. And evil communications will corrupt good manners. We may have good manners, but we hang around the wrong crowd, we'll start acting like that crowd. We'll, our manners will change. They will affect us. If you give yourself to it rather than the other way around, we want to affect, affect them for good. So I'm not just coming out of nowhere with this. Second Corinthians 6 and 17. It's a reiteration of an old message. And it says, Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. There, there is a law of separation. We have to separate ourselves from toxic things, things that affect us negatively. Um, you know, sometimes people are in relationships even that are toxic. And, um, and it, it's just not good. All they, do, all they can do is fuss and fight. And if that's the situation, I'm not talking that to people who are married. If you are married, then you, you God, well, I don't want to get off on another subject here, but God is not for divorce. Um, you need to work that marriage out. If you already said your vows, you made a vow to them, they to you. You made a covenant to God. You need to fight for that marriage and fight for the marriage instead of against each other. Um, but if you're not, maybe it's, uh, you know, you could have people you go to school with, the, the friends you have, and um, maybe they're the same sex, maybe the opposite sex, maybe it's even boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. Um, relationships like that can be toxic. Sometimes people just clash. 
And um, I thought of a scripture in Proverbs 12 and 11. But he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. Um, Some people, they're just not worth hanging out with. Some people ain't worth following. Um, You can love them, you can care about them, but you just can't run with them. Um, I've had many people in my past and, and people who... Who either I changed or they changed, and we had to go our separate ways. Uh, it wasn't uh, I don't like you anymore. I'm not talking to you no more kind of deal, but it was just simply a quiet, um, just quit hanging out with them so much, you know, um, because I wanted to maintain a walk with God, and what they were doing is not acceptable. Uh, what I believe that God expected from me and I could not company that and the Bible teaches us that teaches the saints of God um, there are certain people we are actually supposed to be separated from uh, but the Bible even tells us to avoid them avoid them completely avoid them so and I, I won't get into that depth of that either because that has been abused um, there's people that go around. I've had people just even recently say to me, I can't call them a brother. I can't call them a sister just because they weren't living just the way they thought they ought to live. And they themselves were in sin. They themselves were not living correctly. They themselves weren't right with God. And it was so apparent. It was just hypocrisy is what it is. And, uh, a hypocrite, and God doesn't like a hypocrite. He hates hypocrisy. He loves our souls, but he hates the attitudes we get. And um, it's it's just it's just a shame that people get those kind of attitudes, and um, it's pitiful. Psalms chapter twenty six, verses four and five. Um. The psalmist is talking about, the psalmist here is David, and he is talking about a few things. I'm not going to read all these scriptures, just a couple. But he says, I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers, and I will and will not sit with the wicked. He said, he's just saying, there's people I don't going to run with. There's people I'm not going to sit with. There's people that I recognize them now. I didn't, maybe I didn't know it at first. Maybe I was deceived or maybe things changed. It wasn't this way in the beginning, but now they are. And um, they're not, they're, the only effect they're going to have me on me is for evil. And sometimes we got to come to terms with that. That's part of what I said, identifying it. Sometimes we don't want to identify what truly is a negative influence in our life. We, we have a picture in our head of what things, what we want, uh, what we like, what we hope for. But the reality is that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. And we got to come to terms with what's happening and what the way it really is. We can't live wear rose-colored glasses all the time. Um, Psalmist said in another place, well, Psalm chapter one, verse one, 
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. I have known scornful people. I have known, of course, we know the ungodly, and we know the way of sinners. But he said, I ain't going to walk with them. I ain't going to stand with them. I ain't going to sit with them. The man that refuses to do that and, and the sitting with them, again, it's not always a literal sense, but it is I just simply, I can be nice to them. I can, I can still love them, pray for them, care for them. And this is on a human basis. I'm, there are I can talk again about things we need to separate, but I'm talking about relationships right now. Um, they can be people in the church. They can be people out of the church. They can be family members, even family. Sometimes we just have to have some separation from we love them we pray for them we say hi to them we greet them we wish them well but we just there's a point where i just don't run around with them i don't let myself get entangled in their affairs I, i'm very careful because i want to be that blessed man because why they got they, they they they're scornful I, i've had people in my life who were scorners they're scornful and they they just can't hardly talk good about anybody and they just and uh you know i don't I don't need that in my life I don't need that There's, life's got enough challenges as it is than to surround myself with people who just bring me down and discourage me uh just everything that's negative and it ain't all about negative and positive I mean truth is truth. If, and a lie is a lie and so forth but there's people that we they that you couldn't they're going to find a problem no matter what there are people who are bitter that's another kind I, that's part of being scornful is bitterness the bible talks about a little root of bitterness when you have a that root of bitterness gets in you and it says thereby many are defiled many are defiled because that root of bitterness spreads. It spreads. It, 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 you're going to mess up a lot of people. And, it, you know, you get around bitter people and they'll, again, they start affecting you. And because and they can't ever get happy. They just can't ever get happy. And uh, it, it, they, they build their own prison. That's what they've done. And it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. But they build their own prison. And if you're talking about people that are lost, people that don't know God, you just got to pray and pray for them. And somewhere they get a revelation of the love of God. They see the love of God through you and you can turn them. But if, if you're talking about people that already know God, uh, that's another story. That is an entirely different story. Uh, there is restoration. Thank God for that. Amen. But, uh, amen. Uh, a brother, amen, a brother that's offended, I mean, he's like a castle. There's a proverb about that. I can't recite it right now, but he's, he's like the walls of the castle around him, and his contentions are like castle bars. He, 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 you just cannot hardly penetrate. Only God can. It's between them and God. Amen. So that brings me to another uh verse uh 
I was going to read, let me see here, Mark chapter 8, verse 15. Jesus give a warning to the disciples. Kind of what I'm trying to do here. And he, he charged them. He said, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And uh, beware of their leaven. And what he's talking about is their hypocrisy. They're hypocrites. They say one thing to another. He said, beware of the leaven. Well, leaven is like yeast. Leaven is something you put in the bread that makes it rise. Um, if you don't put any leaven in there, it's like a tortilla. It's a flat, just flat. Um, but if you put leaven in there, it rises up, and that's what you make you a sandwich out of. Big, uh, and I like that bread like that. But uh, leaven was makes the bread rise. And in, in the Bible, leaven is a type of. It was likened unto sin. It's a type of sin, and it's a type of. It's, it illustrates pride being puffed up. You know, you, you, that's what a bread, yeast or leaven in bread does. It puffs it up. It causes it to rise up. So it's, and it's a negative thing. It's not a good. It's all right to eat bread that's got yeast in it. I'm not saying that. And that's some Old Testament typology here. But that's why he said that. Beware of their leaven. They're proud, but they're hypocrites. And Jesus said they're hypocrites. They, 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 they say all these things, but they do another. And uh, beware of their leaven. The Apostle Paul warned it himself in Galatians 5 and 9. He said, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. You can't just put a little leaven on one side and, and say, well, that side will rise, but this side of the lump of, of, of dough will be fine. If you put leaven in there, it's going to cause the whole thing to rise. It's going to affect the whole thing. You, sometimes we try to live in harmony with something that is toxic. We try to live and, 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 and walk uh, our walk with God in arm in arm with something that is toxic, with, with leaven. And it simply cannot and will not work. Amen. How can two walk together? This is Bible. You can look it up. I forgot where it's at. But how can two walk together except they be agreed? Yeah, that's the word of God. Um, bitter waters. Or a fountain can't bring forth both sweet and bitter waters. You can't have sweet, good sweet water and salt water coming out of the same fountain. They mix. It's impossible from not to mix. And, and the Bible tells us, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. Amen. That's why even the Bible teaches be un, uh, not to be unequally yoked. Because even getting, now we're getting back on some more relationships here. Um, marriage, um, when we look at that, you've you, you got to marry somebody in, in the faith. Because... It doesn't work the other way. You think, well, I know Jesus and I'll love them and I'll, I'll marry them, I'll whatever, and I'll bring them in to the body of Christ. It never works that way. You can read it throughout your Bible. Almost always when someone in the church, a Christian, hooks up, gets in a relationship with somebody who is not a Christian, 
that non-Christian will almost always pull the Christian out. That's just the way it is. They will always pull the Christian out. It never. They don't bring the 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 the, the sinner in. They the sinner will pull the Christian out. That's why God says, Set, "Touch not the unclean thing." Uh, this law of separation. It's in the New Testament scriptures. The the Apostle Paul was teaching uh, to not be unequally yoked. Uh, you know, it's so so important for young people. Um, to, when they get into relationships, to if they love Jesus, if they love God, they're going to live for God. You got to find somebody who loves God just as just like you do, because they will pull you out. They will take you away from God. And I know, and the example is not here that I know of. You know, like here in Ireland, but back home, in the church people I've known in the past. Saints of God, they they marry, they get in relationships with people outside the church, and every one of them is out of the church today. Every one of them, and um, and that's the way the Word of God says it'll happen. That's what'll happen. But that that's you know like in a marriage, but even the anything a relationship, uh, just social media and things we read. It can be books and everything. Uh, if if it fills our head with rubbish, it's it's gonna it's gonna affect us. Evil communications, uh, or uh, yeah, evil communications corrupt good manners. It's just gonna mess us up, and we gotta cut it off. It's toxic. Um, let me get back here. I was gonna say this and missed it. Um, and I'm almost through here. The for the Passover. When Israel, the children of Israel observed the Passover, um, they were to eat unleavened bread, bread that had not risen. And uh, again, that doesn't apply for us today. That was a typology. That was something that was bringing us to Christ. And um, anyway, the uh, you can eat your pita bread and your tortillas and whatever flat bread you like. It don't matter. Uh, and you can eat all the risen ones, big rolls and whatever kind of bread. I love bread. So <laughs> whatever you like, you can have it. It's lawful. It's okay. But in those days, when they celebrated the Passover, because Jesus Christ was the Passover lamb, that's why we do not have to do it today. He was the Passover lamb. Um, but in the Passover, they, were, they weren't to eat leavened bread. It had to be unleavened. So because uh, the Word of God told them that they were not to have any leaven in their houses. So before the Passover, the Israelite people, they would meticulously clean their house to make sure there was no leaven in their house. They had to get rid of it so that they could observe the Passover, be blessed of God. Amen. And I, I want to be the blessing, blessed of God. I want his blessings. And um, sometimes it's hard. It's hard sometimes to take that initial first step. Um, it's hard to initially sometimes repent of our sin. Um, there's certain things we have trouble separating from that are sinful in our life. Sometimes they are they have a hold on us, even chemically, like 
the alcoholic, the drug addict, um, smoking cigarettes. Sometimes those things are, 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 there's more than just a mental addiction. There's a physical addiction. But God will help us. Yes, he will. He can deliver us from that in a moment. Both of my parents, as a testimony of this, both of my parents were uh, smoked cigarettes. and But when they came to God, God delivered them. My dad struggled with it uh, for a while, but he finally came to the place that he turned it over to God and and... God filled him with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he, God delivered him. He delivered my mother from cigarettes. They smoked a cigarette and never wanted one again. They never, God took away that desire. He, he'd done a miracle in their, their physical body. That the body did not crave that nicotine. And uh, so... God can do wonderful things. We just got to make that effort. We got to step forward. We got to put do it in faith. And um, God can deliver us from drugs. He can deliver us from pornography. Amen. He can deliver us out of whatever toxic things we can have in our life. Even a toxic relationship. Sometimes we can't imagine. We just can't imagine. Uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Amen. I remember when I got in this way and started walking for Jesus, I got rid of my television. I got rid of all the junk that was pouring into my mind. And, and But I struggled with that. I struggled with that. What am I going to do with all my time? What am I going to do for fun? I ain't going to watch movies no more and everything. And that, that my pastor never told me that. Nobody had to. It was God dealing with me. Amen. That wasn't some rule of the church. Although we do we do believe that. Amen. When what we fill our heads with. Nowadays, it's not about TV. It's everywhere we got. Everybody's got access to it through our phones or anything. It ain't just, it ain't technology we're against. It's the, it's the evil communications. It's the filth that it pours into our minds. Amen. And it ain't all just immoral stuff. You can get caught up in political stuff. I've seen people addicted to the political uh, going on in their country. And man, they follow everything the, the politicians are doing. And they're always mad. They're always upset. I mean, that's not immoral. And government's necessary. We need governments and human government on the earth to, to organize things, make things work. We need the economy and all of these things, you know, free trade or whatever your persuasion is. And um, there's always going to be that debate and all that. But, if, if, but you can get caught up into it that it makes you even bitter. I see people bitter over politics and they're bitter and they're full of hatred. And you know what? Just shut it off. Just shut it off. Live your life. Enjoy life. You only got one life to live. Amen. And I see people who don't agree with them. And, uh, you know, I, I live here and I, I was American born. I live in Ireland. I won't see eye to eye with everybody's ideas here. But I don't have to. I can still love people and walk with them. And, uh, you know... 
but I, there is a point where I have to separate myself from things. So, anyway, let me not get off on another subject here. But we need a detox in our life. We need to get some things out of our life. Cut it off. It's killing you. If it's interfering with your prayer, if it's interfering with your walk with God, if it's interfering with your uh, worship to God and your dedication to God, cut it off. If you don't know the Lord and you want to know more about him, get you a Bible. Uh, start reading the Bible and start cutting out them things that you recognize as as not helping you, being a hindrance to you, that you know they're, they're trouble. Um, find better friends. Find better people to be around, you know. Put yourself in a better atmosphere so that you can think properly and, and behave properly. And sometimes I've seen people who are both, two of them, and they're both good people. But it seemed like they get together and they're not good. They, they, their personalities just clash and they don't do good. Well, that's, that's, that's toxic. I don't mean you have to hate each other. You just really can't be that close. You just need to go your ways, you know. Um, I, I used to have a friend or two um, that they're good people. I wouldn't think I was that bad. And uh, but when we got together, we just kind of seemed to influence each other, and we'd end up doing stuff we shouldn't do. We'd get in trouble. It was kind of weird. Um, one particular friend, friend, it seemed like we'd done okay by ourselves and with other people. But if me and that individual got together, we were out doing things we shouldn't have been doing, and uh, out breaking the law even, and, <laughs> and things. And uh, anyway, so you have to you have to recognize what the negative influence in your life is, and um, get it out, cut it off, because it's just slowly going to eat you, eat at you, and slowly remove you right out of the body of Christ, right out of the love of God, and we don't want that. We cannot have that. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in, listening. And we're, I'm praying for the people of Ireland and uh, people we know. And um, just keep on with Jesus. He's our hope. And uh, it'll get, the better day is coming. God bless.